the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A place where we can go to lay the troubles down eating your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much uh, for listening. This is Pastor Eric from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Hope that you're doing well, enjoying this little bit warmer weather that we're getting. I think today's going to be a really great show. I have Ryan Finnegan with me, Dr. Ryan Finnegan. He's a good friend, attends uh, Rocky Mountain Calvary, and serves at Open Bible Medical Clinic. So, Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. How's your day going? It's going pretty good. Yeah. Just another day uh, in Paradise, Colorado Springs. Yeah. It's a great place to live, huh? Absolutely. So we're going to, later on in the show, talk about Open Bible a Medical. It's a clinic here in town that Ryan volunteers at. Uh, before we do that, though, uh, Ryan, let's give the listeners just a little bit of snippet about you and, and your family and how you came to know Christ. So uh, I grew up in California, um, in the Santa Cruz Mountains, Northern California area, and um I uh, would say that I uh, was just a, we, we like to say we kicked, uh, we kicked dirt and climbed trees. That's all mm-hmm. we ever did growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a great time, uh, wonderful childhood. Uh, and then it wasn't until middle school when I got to go to a Christian camp for kids the, um, that a cousin of mine was going to, uh, Mission Springs, if anyone's familiar with that. Uh, while I was a camper there, the gospel message was presented and I had been raised Catholic, but never really understood what it was that I believed or who Jesus really was, why um, what he did on the planet was important. Uh, and when I heard that message, it uh, definitely resonated with um, my heart, and the Lord uh, just gave me the grace to get saved. And uh, it wasn't, and then, you know, after that, you know, started going to a, originally a vineyard church, and then uh, Calvary Chapel Santa Cruz, uh, was going there for a while. And then when I turned, um, 18, kind of wanted to go rogue and do some crazy stuff, wanted to change the world and maybe also be a homeless vagabond. So started, (laughs) uh, traveling a lot, ended up getting to go to the Calvary Chapel Bible college in Europe for a semester, did their missions training program, I guess, backing up a little bit, uh, while, uh, praying in a tree, like I said, climbing trees and kicking dirt, um, the Lord really spoke to me through Isaiah one seventeen: seek justice, encourage the uh, oppressed, defend the fatherless. Hmm. Um, and I, I just felt like that was my calling. Uh, and so when I turned 18 and decided to start traveling after um, the Bible college experience, I got to go, I heard about what had been happening in Thailand along the Burmese border. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, refugees coming across from Burma into Thailand. There's been some internal civil war basically going on for the last 60 years there. 
and I was very inspired. Probably a lot of listeners are aware of the organization Free Burma Rangers. Dave Eubanks had set up, um, but back in, I guess it was probably about 2007, uh, I decided to go over there and see what was going on. Um, got to work with the Free Burma Rangers and a couple of other missionaries there. I felt very inspired. And like I said, I was desperate to just stay and you know travel the jungle wearing a red headband for the rest of my life. Um, but I asked a local pastor and evangelist, uh, hey, you know, if I was going to give my whole life to help your people, what should I do? And he said, oh, well, you should go home and become a pastor or a doctor and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to do either. Yeah. Uh, it was not I, – I had purposely – taken the classes to exit high school a year early just because I hated school so much. Uh, and so I was kind of downhearted. I was really hoping he was going to say, stay, you know, come with me. We're going to go to the jungle, right. share the gospel. Um, and so I had a lot of time to think about that. Uh, funny story. I was on a llama ranch in Idaho and I decided That's pretty unique. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with my friend around the campfire and we decided let's become doctors. Uh, and so Went back to school um, shortly after I met my wife, Rachel, uh, and then transferred down to UC Irvine, where she lived down that way. Um, so SoCal you met girl. her after you had the direction to be a doctor. Exactly. That probably helped you in dating it's her. so helped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it actually, it helped and it didn't help. Uh, it at least helped me get in the door with her dad. There you uh, go. Yeah. It took a really long time to convince him uh, that I was something special because at the time I was going to a community college working at a coffee shop and wearing a headband and rat like ragtag shorts. So he didn't believe me when I said I was going to be a doctor, but it did happen. And now we're, you know, great friends, of course. Um, but, uh, moved down that way. And then went after I graduated, um, got into temple university for medical school. And, okay. um, I, didn't really like the idea of being $300,000 in debt and heard about the air force. And so, uh, signed on the dotted line. Uh, and then, um, after three years in Philadelphia, uh, we, we had two of our four kids. Now, uh, we then got transferred to Travis air force base where I did my family medicine residency, um, had our twins surprise, went for three, got four. And then, uh, shortly after that, during COVID actually in 2020, uh, got transferred out here, and I've been at Peterson as a full-time active duty family doc there, um, or I'm the medical director for that clinic as well. Uh, and I'll be separating in June. Okay. 157 days to go. Nobody's counting now. Yeah, that's right. We're looking forward to seeing you with a beard after you get out of the Air Force. I, I, I will definitely <laughs> enjoy growing out my facial hair. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. So really the heart of, to be a doctor was really birthed out of this heart for missions and yeah. wanting to use medical to, to share the gospel. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had always had a heart for missions, like I said, that going all the way back to that time in the tree um, and then kind of reemphasized. Uh, a cool story I didn't mention is I got to go back to Thailand in my fourth year of medical school okay. and encounter that same evangelist oh, and wow. tell him like, hey, I'm back and in a month I'm going to be an official doctor. And he's like, praise God, let's <laughs> go share the gospel. And we actually literally like almost immediately got in a truck, crossed rivers to this little village in the mountains and shared the gospel um, and got to share my testimony of how the Lord had brought me that far. 
uh, which was really, really cool. Um, and I definitely hope to go back there to that area someday. Um, you know, it's kind of always been in our hearts and minds that, okay, you know, the military is the fastest way to be a doctor and be debt free. Um, and then also get some good training under my belt. And now I'm there. So what now? And that's definitely the question that we're pondering, pontificating, praying, fasting, yeah, uh, seeking what the Lord's next step is for us. But absolutely medicine as a tool, um, which has been amazing to be able to do that locally at Open Bible Medical Clinic. Yeah, uh, that's And that's awesome. kind of where that started, too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about uh, Open Bible Medical Clinic. So here you are, a doctor, have a heart for for missions, and you started looking for local opportunities and found Open Bible? Yeah, so uh, in uh, at Temple uh, in Philadelphia, there's an amazing clinic there. It's called Esperanza, and I had the opportunity to do some of my family medicine rotations with them. It's like an associate to the medical school, uh, and they basically charge... Very, very little for people who have qualifying income levels, uh, and it's mostly a Spanish-speaking population there um, in, like, basically the worst part of Philadelphia, Okay, um, which is saying a lot. Uh, and it was really awesome just to see so many physicians giving up their time, uh, you know, and really also working in a, a much lower reimbursement environment. Yeah. Uh, to really serve the population there, serve tremendous health needs there, but then also couch that with the gospel. Uh, you know, so much of especially what you see there uh, in terms of medical problems are rooted at their core in spiritual problems, right? Mm. Uh, and um, that was very inspiring to me. Uh, and I knew that if I could do that, even while active duty, I would love to do that. And so soon as we landed, I was like, there's got to be something like that here. So I just Googled around, and it was the first one that I found. Um, to my knowledge, uh, Mission Medical used to be open. I think that they are currently closed. Okay. Uh, but Open Bibles kind of and Dream Centers, which is women's health only, are kind of the only shop in town um, for free care. Okay, sounds good. Well, we're going to head to a break. I've got Dr. Ryan Finnegan with me. We're talking about Open Bible Medical Clinic. Stay with us on 100.7. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. I have Dr. Ryan Finnegan uh, with me, who is a doctor with the Air Force here in Colorado Springs, but also serves at Open Bible uh, Medical Clinic. So where we left off was just, you know, how you found uh, Open Bible and starting to get involved there, uh, volunteering. Yeah, so uh, like I was saying, um, I knew that I really wanted to find something local where uh, I could use certainly my skill set as a physician uh, in an environment uh, that was more gospel-oriented and... I did want to also stretch myself. I knew that uh, there's a great book called Gray Matters. It talks about praying with your patients uh, Mm. from a neurosurgeon's perspective. Uh, And, uh, you know, having worked with the CMDA, Christian Medical Dental Association, a lot, um, I knew that I wanted to push myself a little bit in terms of including that uh, in the way that I practice medicine. Uh, But, you know, it's hard. Uh, You ask some questions about health and you know exactly how to treat a patient's illness, but 
uh, it's hard to bring in the gospel sometimes, even if you see so clearly that a patient really needs that. Um, you know, and so I uh, reached out to Open Bible Medical Clinic. Uh, you know, they graciously brought me on as one of their volunteer doctors uh, and just started volunteering one night a month. Uh, mm. It's very simple. You know, you just show up at 530, your patients are set. Um, and, you know, they were really adamant, you know, just tell us how many patients you want to see. Uh, mm. You're volunteering. Uh, we want you to enjoy the experience. We want to just like crush you with a, you know, big pile of patients. Yeah. Uh, and we want you to have the opportunity to practice that, you know, work on including your faith um, because that's the mission and vision of the clinic is to be the hands and feet of Jesus here in the city and, um, and to heal people both physically and spiritually. And so um, it ended up being like a really great environment for me. I feel like I grew a, I grew a lot as a physician, but also as a believer and mm. stretching myself and just really seeing kind of the open door that was there all along. Mm. Uh, I think where I saw that the most was in mental health. You know, as you and I'm sure all the listeners are aware, mental health uh, is a really big issue right now. Um, I would say that it's roughly 20% of my patients every day wow. are uh, one, for one reason or another related to mental health. Um, and you know, it does, it does. I think that maybe a lot of other physicians or behavioral health specialists would agree. It does feel uh, like there's something missing. If all we're offering to our patients is a pill or uh, therapy, you know, I think that's just one slice of a, of a really big pie. Uh, and at open Bible, that's, you know, was no different that we definitely had a lot of that early on. And um, I just felt like the Lord was leading me to uh, spend some time talk to people about, you know, not just medication and therapy, uh, but also other things like exercise, community, and their faith. Uh, you know, so much of what we do in mental health, we're asking people essentially how they define value to grade where their depression is at or where their anxiety is at. Hmm. Uh, and we don't actually target the problem of, okay, let's talk about how you define your value. Right. You know, if you define your value in like a biblical worldview, uh, you have you been have you been following that? Have you been seeking the Lord? Have you been praying? Um, and so there have been a lot of opportunities uh, early on at Open Bible where I just felt the Lord stirring my heart to offer to pray with patients, and you know that was just a really simple place to start. Yeah, uh, and I was blown away by just the res- the amazing response that I got from my patients. You know. Mm. Here, I felt like, you know, I don't want to be pushy on them. I want them to understand that I'm their physician and I care about their health. uh, And I'm not trying to, like, push my worldview on them. Uh, But almost universally, patients end the appointment in tears, very, Mm. very grateful, many, many hugs. Mm. Um, It's awesome. And so it just encouraged me that, you know, as a physician, this is something that I should be taking seriously because it's important to my patient's health. Mm. Uh, and that obviously makes sense biblically, uh, mm. right. That, uh, if we're not attending to deeper spiritual needs, then we're really just going to be band-aiding these, um, you know, more surface level problems, mm. uh, until we go to the source. Yeah. I think a lot of times we tend to just look at the physical and, and don't look deeper of what's going on in our relationship with Christ, or we don't have a relationship with Christ or the, the stress that, that we're, we're carrying and, Sounds really awesome at Open Bible that you've got an open door to be able to to share Christ and ask some of those deeper questions. It's really good. 
Yeah. And I would say that practicing it there has made me understand that just because my environment might be different um, in the Air Force or in other places that I have worked here locally, you know, that doesn't mean that my patients don't want that from me or don't need that. Right. Uh, yeah. And um, and so it's been really great. I've had a lot of opportunities with active duty Air Force um, and uh, and even, you know, other patients in the community and a more of a paid setting yeah. uh, where, you know, they're hungry for that. They ask for that. And um, and I think I've been able to really speak into their life more than just prescribing a medication. That's awesome. How did Open Bible Medical Clinic start and roughly how long has it been in the Springs? Yeah, so um, it, it was birthed from the church, Open Bible Church, here in the Springs. Um, Pastor Jeff Martin, uh, he, I think it was about 18 years ago now, um, just saw a need in his church because people kept coming to the church asking for money to help them pay for medications. Hmm. Uh, he had a background in EMT firefighting and his wife is a pharmacist. And so they said, wow. hey, maybe we should try and open a pharmacy, which like that's not a small thing by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Right. The regulatory burden is ridiculous. They also, uh, every time I hear the story, I, I'm kind of blown away and I feel like I'm confused about exactly the details. But suffice it to say that I'm pretty sure they pa- got legislation passed to be able to use um partially used containers of medication, basically like blister packs that are partly used, things like that, uh, that would normally be thrown away uh, Mm. so that we can repurpose it in our clinic and distribute it Mm. for free. That's awesome. Uh, And so it started with that. uh, And then shortly afterwards, um, uh, they felt like, you know, we really need people to prescribe the medication uh, because it costs so much just to see your doctor. I think nowadays... Without insurance, a 20-minute visit with a doctor is like at least $200, Yeah, uh, not to mention any fees. So uh, they uh, were able to go through the burdens and the steps to get to be approved as a medical clinic. Um, and we get our, um, our medical malpractice insurance through uh, actually the Federal Tort Claims Act, the FTCA, which is actually ironically the same malpractice insurance that I'm covered under now in the military. Hmm. Um so that's free and covered uh, that the state does that because we're registered as a safety net clinic. Hmm. And then um, basically uh, 18 years has gone by. They ended up eventually buying an old Ent Bank building in the downtown okay. area. Uh, we're able to add an extension to it. Um, got a lot of grants over the years to help kind of float the clinic along. Many, many, many physicians have stepped up uh, as well as NPs, PAs, nurses, uh, medical assistants, EMTs, and just regular old volunteers without any background in medicine, uh, pharmacists as well, um, hmm. to kind of you know keep the clinic going. Um, around two, th- no, a year ago now. Uh, so I started in Jan, sorry, December of 2020, and then a year ago from right now, basically, uh, I was asked to be medical director, James okay. Reitman. He's like an old, uh, us, uh, air force doc from the Academy, hmm. uh, who retired and then became the medical director for all that time, basically. Uh, oh, wow. and then he just retired. So big shoes to fill for sure. Okay. Um, and then, uh, I've been in that role for about the last year, uh, which has been fabulous. Uh, a lot to take on. I uh, bet. 
but uh, I felt like I was being called into it. And so um, it's been a real blast for sure. Awesome. Well, in just a sec, we're going to head to a break. But when we come back, I want to talk through like how people can go to be patients and then also how people can go to uh, volunteer. But if you'd like to check out the clinic, go to openbiblemedical.org. Again, that's openbiblemedical.org. Dr. Ryan Finnegan is my guest uh, today. We'll be right back. Stay with us on 100.7 The Word. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully your drive home is going well. I have Dr. Ryan Finnegan uh, with me, and he serves at Open Bible Medical uh, Clinic. So, Ryan, can you tell us where the clinic is located? So, uh, I'm not great with geography. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's south of downtown Okay, uh, would be the best way to describe that, Uh, but near the downtown area for sure. And you can find it on their website, openbiblemedical.org. But maybe someone's listening and they're like, I'm not insured. I know someone that's not insured. Uh, How do they get in touch with the clinic and get seen? Yeah. So uh, the greatest way to do that would be to go to the website. uh, And then there's an eligibility criteria on there. I believe that there is an application to be able to get seen. We're also open Tuesday nights uh, from 6 to 8. And then, and you can come by and actually go through the eligibility process with one of our staff. Uh, and then on occasional Saturdays, we are also open from nine to 12. Uh, although I'm not in charge of the schedule, so don't quote me on when those hours are, Yeah. but Tuesdays definitely we're always open. Uh, and then we have a pharmacy that is for just the purposes of the pharmacy is open on Thursdays okay. in the afternoon as well. Um, but if someone's interested, if any listeners are contemplating, man, I'd really love to come by, get seen, but I don't know if I qualify. Essentially, if you make uh, under 200% of the poverty line for income uh, and you don't have any other form of insurance, such as, such as Medicare, Medicaid, or some other private form of insurance, then you are allowed to be seen at Open Bible Medical Clinic. Uh, and if you qualify for services, everything is free of charge. Okay. Awesome. So, man, if you're in that place where uh, you need that help, that opportunity, I know it can be hard uh, to go in, but but please uh, look them up, stop by, contact them, Open Bible uh, Medical Clinic. Ryan, what are some of the God stories that you've seen as you've, you've served at, at Open Bible? You know, honestly, so many. Um, and that's been probably the most rewarding part of all of this. Um just being able to see even just the bare bones utility of the clinic. Um, there was a young gentleman I saw just a couple weeks ago who every month for the last year had been to the emergency room because of uh, severe asthma. Uh, if you're, if you have asthma or if you're familiar with it, that should never be, you should just get on the controlling medications and never have to go see a doctor about it except mm. to refill those medicines. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of a failure of the system if it ever gets to the point where you need to go to the ER. Um, and he had been repeatedly, repeatedly because he couldn't get his normal medication and the ER, you know, it's not designed to prescribe you with control or medication. It's just fix you and send you out the door. Uh, and so, finally, uh, you know, a year after this, he'd heard about us and swung by, uh, it was the worst eczema I've ever seen, which in combination with his asthma, um, we were able to prescribe him 
a very difficult to get drug called Dupixent. Uh, and he, uh, I saw him a month later, which was just a couple weeks ago and he was phenomenal. His skin mm. was clear. He hadn't, you know, his breathing was significantly improved. Uh, and he set, you know, um, just so exciting to be able to provide that much value to him that he doesn't mm. have to be in fear that he's going to have to go to the ER at any point in time. Uh, and just get to pray with him and talk with him about what the Lord's going to do in his life and, and what he has hopes for and dreams for, uh, for the next steps in his life he wants to be a, uh, get his CDO, which I think, I'm not sure what that stands for, but for driving big trucks. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so cool to be able to get behind him in that, um, other stories, you know, uh, saw a couple of years ago, got to see a young mom who had a couple of different problems. Uh, mental health was one of them. You know, uh, as we know, our modern world can be really difficult on young moms, Yeah, uh, especially if you're dealing with the stress of, I don't know how to put food on the table yeah. and take care of my kids. Mm. Um, but just got to really talk with her um, about all of those issues, the things that are going on in her life and some past trauma, got to pray with her and kind of shared my perspective on how the gospel plays a role in her life on how she doesn't have to have shame about the things that have happened before in her life. And, um, you know, one thing to the next, we got to sh- talking about the gospel and, uh, she said, yes, I want to, I want to accept Christ. Um, mm. which is just so rad, uh, every time that happens in the clinic. Um, but you know, just being able to see a life transformed, not just physically, um, but spiritually as well. Uh, and you know, many stories like it have come out of that clinic as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Uh, how has it, you know, impacted you? You know, you've seen the impact in other people's lives, but you know, for, for you personally, it's like, how has open Bible serving there changed Dr. Ryan Finnegan? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that the first thing is, um, like I said, before making me more bold, I think in understanding yeah. like, this is what my patients need. And if I know it, why do I not live it out? Yeah. Uh, and then second, I would say it has been such an encouragement to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm never given that up, uh, as a volunteer thing, as long as that building is still functioning, I'm going <laughs> because, uh, I leave so refreshed. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it may come as a surprise to some of the listeners, but there was a survey a couple years back for physicians. And it was, if you could do this again, would you do it? Hmm. 66% said no. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's because it's just the grind. We call it the grind, you know, 20, 20 minutes per patient, you know, slamming through this. Uh, you don't actually get to know your patients. A lot of the times you don't feel like you're doing anything meaningful. Hmm. Uh, and it can just feel really discouraging. Uh, and, um, and I would say, that open Bible has really, you know, flipped the script on that for me. Hmm. Uh, I can see uh, so much, you know, us coming every day means that people like that guy with asthma, you know, he's going to get his medication. Uh, he's going to get to pursue the next step in his life. Um, you know, it's, it's worth it for sure. That's awesome. What a blessing. How about for those that are like, man, I, I want to volunteer. I, I want to serve. What are the volunteer needs? What are the volunteer opportunities? Yeah. So, uh, anything really, um, we love our volunteers. And so if you're a super specialized physician or, and you maybe have never even worked in primary care, but you're like, I'd kind of like to help. I don't know how I could help. Come on by. We'll have a chat. I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's a way we could fit you in. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
There's also, um, you know, nurses, medical assistants, certified EMTs, paramedics, um, you know, and from the clinical side or the medical side, um, we need those people in our clinic. Absolutely. Um, however, we also need people who don't have medical training, uh, who would love to help us out administratively. We have people that we call their job eligibility, where they help us check in patients, uh, and certify that they are eligible for services in our clinic, uh, that helps us fulfill our FTCA requirements. Uh, and then also, um, you know, like front desk staff who check people in spiritual support. Uh, mm. we have people who are available to pray with patients. Um, and so really any, and then pharmacy, we have a full fledged pharmacy. It is a true pharmacy. You can come and fill a prescription there. Wow. Uh, so, uh, any pharmacists, pharmacy techs, you know, that side as well, we would love to have your help. Mm, that's awesome. I don't know about you, but I had not heard much about Open Bible Medical Clinic until meeting Ryan. So uh, please go to their website, check it out, openbiblemedicalclinic.org. See if you qualify to be a patient, also to volunteer. How about giving? Maybe someone's listening and they're like, I just love this. How do I give? Yeah, so that's definitely a huge need. Mm. Uh, You know, we can get by with some grants on occasion uh, and... Uh, Jeff, uh, Pastor Jeff, who's the executive director of the clinic is pretty magical at, uh, he would tell you tap dancing and holding (laughs) out a hat. Uh, but, uh, we definitely could use giving, uh, financially. And that's, uh, lots of times to either pay our, uh, few part-time staff who are there to just basically maintain continuity, uh, to clarify our, all of our providers, uh, are like physicians, NPs, PAs are not paid. Uh, but it's more the administrative side of the staff. Um, and then we also use that money on occasion to pay for medication. When we see, uh, if we don't have the med, you know, when we see a tremendous need, we will um, we'll try and foot that bill, at least for the short term, to get them through to the next step. Awesome. Dr. Ryan Finnegan is with me from Open Bible Medical Clinic. Uh, stay with me. We'll be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, on 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Dr. Ryan Finnegan is with me. He's an Air Force doctor here in Colorado Springs as well as serves at Open Bible Medical Clinic. Uh, you can go learn more about the clinic at their website, openbiblemedical.org. Ryan, I think something that would be really valuable for our listeners is talking through you know, sharing your faith at your workplace. I mean, it's hard enough to share Christ inside of your family or maybe with some friends that you've made at your kid's soccer game. But there's this cultural stigma that says, hey, don't talk about Jesus at work. Don't talk about what he's done in your life. You know, what kind of hurdles have you had to overcome and how would you kind of encourage people how they can go about, you know, sharing Christ at at the workplace? Yeah. So I first would say that if you feel uncomfortable sharing at the workplace, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, still, uh, but, you know, I think that it's been a, uh, an active point of prayer for me for a long time. Uh, actually, you came over to my house uh, very early on after we moved here several years ago, and you had asked me this question. You said, so what's it like, you know, how do people receive the gospel in the Air Force? Mm-hmm. And I felt super convicted because mm-hmm. I didn't know the answer to that question. You know, mm-hmm. I really hadn't 
been as open as I felt like I should. Uh, and it, I think it was one of the reasons that really just inspired me to just get on my knees and pray and mm-hmm. just ask the Lord to open doors and reveal to me how to do that and to give me the boldness to do that. Um, and it really was through prayer uh, mm. that I saw that change the most, mm. not through any strategy, technique, or class, or, or, class yeah. or anything. Mm. Uh, so I would say that first, uh, because the Lord just opens the door and then I walk through them. Mm. I mean, there's a story at Open Bible that happened shortly after that conversation and with a lot of prayer, literally on the worst day, like the worst work day ever, period, that I've had. Uh, I went to open Bible, just super bummed, didn't want to be there <laughs> and walk in. And uh, it was like the most ridiculous appointment because mm. I just started asking the patient, are you afraid? Because he he had it told me that I'm just so afraid. Well, what are you so afraid of? Well, I guess I'm afraid that I'm going to die. Well, wh- okay, there's an open door. I guess I'll just walk through that. Why mm. are you afraid that you're going to die? Almost grumpy in yeah. the way that I told him. And then he said, well... I guess I'm afraid I'm going to die because I don't know where I'm going to go when I die. I was wow. like, wow, okay. <laughs> I guess I better walk through that door. Uh, okay, so then tell me, like, uh, do you want to know where you would go when you die? Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally his answer. Wow. Uh, and I think that was kind of like a watershed moment for me. Mm. Uh, and the short story for that was he did accept Christ. Mm. Uh, and... Um, you know, I just kept praying that the Lord would continue to open doors mm. uh, and just allow those doors to be my sign to go through that door. That's good. Another physician told me, he said, you know, you can't be hard on yourself about always, you know, I have to get the gospel in every time. Right. Right. He would say, you know, just pray before you go into any patient room, before you go into any meeting, before you go into any room at all and say, Lord, like, you use me in this situation and help me to have closure to know that that's where I stop uh, mm. and and to just be okay with that. And and I think that really helped me as well, just realize, you know, I don't need to necessarily get up in arms about a technique or a, t- a, a amount that I need to say every yeah, time. Or force a, right. force a conversation that's not happening. Right. Just be aware, uh, be in prayer, mm. and just wait on the Lord's leading. Mm. And uh, and I have really seen the Lord answer those prayers. I love that because I think so many times we're wanting a method or a technique, and to just go to the Lord and and say, Lord, give me boldness, give me opportunities, and to rely upon Him through uh, the process. And that, that's really really uh, valuable. I'm convinced more people are hungry and curious about Jesus than we think. You know, I think our our flesh and the enemy wants to convince us like nobody wants to hear about Jesus. You know, sometimes my mindset is, oh, they're they're not interested. Like I haven't even given them the opportunity to not be interested. I've just assumed, oh, they're not interested. But God could be doing a work in their life and and they're searching for the Lord, you know. Yeah, I I mean if uh if your listeners look me up online uh like health grades or other review sites you know, there's there's one negative review on there, and that was the only time that I've ever had a patient be upset with me that I wanted to talk to them about God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, the vast majority, truly, uh, mm-hmm. are m- extremely appreciative that we have that conversation. Mm, that's awesome. Well, we've got a few more minutes, and I just wanted to, to touch on this, but I think a, a lot of times people are a little bit frustrated with our 
uh, health system in the United States are a lot frustrated uh, with with the health system. I think doctors are frustrated. Patients are are frustrated. You know, you can't get in with your primary doctor and, and there just seems to be more and more uh, red tape. And I know you've got some ideas and even some vision about how to maybe change some of those things. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the opportunity to share. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to mention that I do have a plan for how I want to help uh, the city of Colorado Springs fix that. But um, you know, I would absolutely agree. Uh, mm. if you can't see your doctor for four months, that's a problem. Yeah. If you don't know your doctor and your doctor doesn't know you and you can only spend 20 minutes with them. Yeah. It's a problem. And it frustrates the doctor, I'm sure. And uh, I'm sure it frustrates, uh, all of our listeners. Mm. Uh, and that's because the system doesn't really work. Uh, I think pretty much everyone's in agreement of that insurance fee for service model, as we call it, uh, doesn't really work. Uh, and there is a big movement to get back to something different, um, which is really more of a traditional model where you have a doctor and he is your doctor or she is your doctor and they are it for the long haul and they know you well and they can spend as much time as they need to with you. Uh, the model I'm talking about is direct primary care. Essentially you pay a subscription fee cash direct to the physician. So you're essentially hiring them directly instead of through an insurance company or a big corporation. Uh, and then, you have uh, more or less uh, unrestricted access to that physician. Typically, appointments are available same day, uh, 30 minutes to an hour in length. Uh, And they, like I said, they know you well. Um, And the cool thing about that model is you can get uh, cash prices for things like MRI, medication, x-ray, which might be a tenth of the normal cost Mm. uh, instead of what you could expect to pay like in the market. Um, so, uh, I'm planning on opening a direct primary care practice here in the Springs in, um, something like September, 2024, it's going to be called reach primary care, uh, opening probably on the West side, a lot of details still in the works. I I'm a doctor. I've spent 12 years learning medicine, but none of that time has spent uh, learning business. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot to learn, but, uh, we are a registered entity now uh, I have a Facebook page if you want to keep uh, up to date on the updates of when that's going to release. And eventually when there's a website, you could sign up for it uh, for Reach Primary Care. Um, and we're hoping to have it be an unashamed Christian practice. Mm, um, awesome. Affordable, exceptional, and faith-informed is kind of our motto. Yeah. Uh, and we want to reach the springs and reach the world, mm. uh, not just um, being active um, evangelistically here and supporting things like Open Bible Clinic here, and some of our proceeds will definitely go to that. But we also want to uh, use the clinic and medicine in general as a vehicle to bring the gospel to the most unreached parts of the world, Mm. which is really why the Lord led me to go become a doctor in the first place. Yeah, Uh, And it's kind of exciting to see a potential vision for what he might have us do next. A lot of prayer has gone into it for sure, and uh, lots more to come. Uh, But... Uh, we're excited for what the next steps might be, um, and we'll see where it goes. So there's going to be an international missions piece to this as well, like built into the DNA of of Reach Primary Care. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If your listeners want to pray for me, I'm praying about a trip in June to Thailand, uh, where I've had most of my experience. Um, we're going to do some uh, time in the South that's extremely unreached, uh, and uh, hoping to kind of vision cast for what that might look like in the future. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming in, Dr. Ryan. It's been great to have you. Thanks a lot for having me. 
Make sure to go check out Open Bible Medical Clinic. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Have a great night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.